0: Welcome to Intel's Conversations in the Cloud. I'm your host, Jake Smith. Join me as I speak with guests from across the world about the latest advancements in cloud and edge computing, data center technology, network infrastructure, security, artificial intelligence, and more. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be in the world. My name is Jake Smith, and welcome to another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. I am extremely proud to be joined today by Atif Qureshi, founder and CEO of Vistri. Welcome, Atif.
1: Yeah, Jake, thank you. Good morning.
0: Well, it's really exciting to have an entrepreneur like yourself on the call because you're what I call the leading edge of next generation AI. Can you give our listeners an opportunity to understand how Intel and Vistri are working together, but also talk about you know, being a founder and your background, listeners love this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we have really been focused in the restaurant automation space and what we saw, you know, with the pandemic, both as consumers and practitioners, that there was a big gap in the QSR space, which is quick service restaurant, fast food, and that there was a need for, you know, jump starting technology and creativity and innovation. Given, again, what we're all experiencing, you know, long delays in getting access to our favorite restaurants, poor guest experiences when we order food online and, you know, don't get what we're hoping for. So we thought there must be a better way. And we had a pretty decorated background in the AI space focused at the edge. And so the confluence of those events, you know, had us take the plunge, if you will, into launching Vistry. And my background, you know, since the beginning has really been in the data and analytics space. I started my career at NASA, spent several years in the intelligence community building different kind of data and analytical capabilities. And then really I've seen every industry in different parts of the world. So we brought those experiences, frankly, that were you know beyond just hospitality in banking, in retail more broadly in healthcare in industrial and then assembled a group that could deliver and integrate those capabilities for restaurants at large so that's what we do and in terms of our collaboration with intel a lot of these you know very large brands have intel based infrastructures where they're running different workloads for the restaurant you know including point of sale and what have you and so they're looking to modernize that infrastructure and be able to run predictive workloads, machine and deep learning there in the restaurant. And so we work closely with Intel, one, and to make sure that the capabilities that we're developing are aligned to run on current-gen infrastructure, but then, of course, take advantage of next-gen infrastructure. And those workloads comprise of computer vision, they comprise of IoT and voice. You know that's been a great experience in terms of the collaboration. And you know we continue to work closely together from an engineering perspective as well as a go-to-market perspective.
0: Yeah. You know, I think it's amazing the work that you guys are doing across the entire spectrum. You've made us rethink about how we think about the restaurant industry. So I think that's the key reason that you're a part of the Intel Disruptor Program and it's very exciting. Atif, Tell us about your software platform
1: for restaurant automation. Is it discern platform? Am I saying that correctly? Yes, our platform is discern and it's a SaaS platform where we provide both a cloud aspect. We are partnering very closely with AWS. And then the edge is where we run on various generation of compute platforms. And that edge stack is built upon Intel's EII Efforts and EII is Edge Insights for Industrial, and that is a microservices-based architecture that Intel has put together. And we, in exploring and using it, have grown very fond of it, and we've built and extended it for the restaurant domain. And in particular, you know, some of the things that we've liked about it is its flexibility, its ability to run in a very efficient kind of K3s environment. And allow us to run various machine and deep learning workloads quite easily. Now, as I mentioned, we have extended it by, you know, connecting it to more robust services that are necessary for managing the full machine learning lifecycle, as well as different sort of plugins, if you will, to different types of infrastructure services that we need when running in production at scale. Now the cloud aspects obviously talk to the edge stack and we use the cloud infrastructure to train our models and essentially aggregate all the different data elements that we put together at the edge including you know observations that come off of video imagery sensor analysis to include you know audio and camera streams and then we bring that back together and assemble that in the cloud to provide insights across a fleet of restaurants and roll that up into key performance indicators, KPIs and other sort of analytical views that allow, you know, both the operational teams as well as executives within these large organizations, get a better sense of what's actually happening in the restaurant. So the key elements here is that we're observing a lot of the physical environment through the sensors that are deployed and giving that visibility to a corporate or an operational group that previously has never had that visibility, especially in a post-pandemic world where so many behaviors are changing.
0: It's incredibly valuable because you're building a remote automated infrastructure that allows us to not have to actually be physically present, to also actually stay present vigilant with the restaurants that you serve. Can you even go one click deeper and give our listeners a sense for a particular customer who has a great story that you can tell? Because, you know, you guys are really on the leading edge. I don't want to say bleeding edge because that means people get hurt, but certainly the leading edge of next generation food service delivery.
1: Yeah, I will tell you what we've seen from every brand and especially the ones that we're working closely with is there is a very distinct focus, especially as we turn into the next year for 2022 on the drive through And I would say we've seen many incremental innovations within the drive through in terms of additional lanes and mobile ordering and mobile express lanes, all in an effort to increase the throughput of the drive through so that the guests can be in and out, so to speak, and sort of pick up their order and be on their way. And what we've been working with several of these brands on is how do you leverage existing camera deployments that are typically deployed CCTV cameras that have been there for several years, more from a loss prevention perspective, as well as deploy new robust image sensors out there on the perimeter of the restaurant, as well as starting to launch new conversational capabilities, bots, assistants that allow for order taking in either a fully automated or in a partially automated way. So where we're going to be in the next couple of years is as you come into the drive-through, assuming that you know, you've placed your order or you have some relationship with the restaurant in terms of loyalty, you'll have a much more personalized experience through the drive through with a lot more expediency and customization. And that the speed of which that interaction takes place will be improved dramatically. And that's going to happen through several different mechanisms, several of which I described. But it's also important to know that many of these brand concepts don't want to abandon the human-to-human interaction. So in some instances, you still very much may be speaking to a team member that's interacting with you, but they may be assisted by different AI capabilities to make sure that your order is captured properly and that any particular recommendations or adjustments that need to be made or particular offers and promotions to be provided given your loyalty with the brand or given other elements of how to improve that particular interaction. So that's really where we're going to see a lot of those innovations being pursued on the drive-through. In parallel, you know, there's been a really over the last 12 to 18 months, a very acute focus on omnichannel ordering because of the nature of the pandemic and the ability for all of us, again, as consumers to be able to get access and put our orders through various marketplaces or aggregators or directly with the restaurants themselves. So that's been an emphasis up until now. But now as you look into the restaurant, there's focus on automating aspects of the kitchen. And then of course, as I described, the drive through and the perimeter of the restaurant itself.
0: You know, for somebody who enjoys the food service industry in the United States a great deal, I can't thank you enough. But all joking aside, Atif, can you talk about why you chose to work with Intel and how you use the Intel distribution of OpenVINO toolkit. You talked a little bit about it earlier, but if you could click in, that'd be great.
1: Yeah. So as I mentioned previously, a lot of the brands right now have various generations of Intel architecture that they've deployed. And they want to, because of the complexity of owner operator or franchisee based model that is currently in place, there's a lot of sensitivities around how do you push new compute and you know absorb those costs either through the corporate infrastructure or through the restaurant operators themselves. And so what we've tried to do in balancing that and obviously being optimized from a cost perspective is be able to run on several generations of that infrastructure in a very performant way. And so for our, for instance, computer vision models, we run those through an OpenVINO pipeline so that we get the best performance in terms of throughput and accuracy for the various, let's say, object detection or object classification models that we are employing. And along with that, the tool chain, if you will, around the dev cloud or the DL workbench and different types of accelerator functions and conveniences for doing TensorFlow-based model development Has been very helpful to us. And we've been excited, you know, one on the usability of that whole tool chain, but also on the performance. So, you know, even at various batch levels or quantization precision, we've seen really good performance for the different model architectures that we're using. And so that's been absolutely encouraging and a pleasure to work with.
0: Well, that's great to hear. And, you know, I know the product management team over there quite well and the engineering team, and they're pretty amazing folks. So I'm going to make sure that I share your sentiments directly with Whaley and his team. So, where can our listeners find out more information, Atif?
1: Yeah, so definitely visit us at mystery.ai, www.mystery.ai. And we're participating in several events. I've just come back actually last night from reInvent, which was a great experience for us. We were launch partners with the new Outpost server offering to you, which is running Intel Xeon Ice Lakes. And so we demonstrated as part of that event sort of a smart coffee setup. And so look for that to be published out in the wild, so to speak, so that's one very recent event. There's several upcoming events like NRF then hopefully Mobile World Congress where we'll continue to be out and about and sharing our kind of mutual success with everyone and more to follow for sure. Atif,
0: tell us about really two things. The first part is, what does the future hold for future founders and CEOs like yourself? And then the second part is, where does technology and AI go in the future of the restaurant
1: industry? So, for the message to the other founders, aspiring founders, or ones that have taken the plunge, you know, I think it's very similar to probably what you've heard before, which is if you have a passion about an idea or, you know, a particular capability you have to pursue it and for me it was really about not having any regrets i didn't want to get into the you know back half of my career and look back and say you know why didn't i go ahead and try and do it so if you do have that passion and obviously have the expertise and domain understanding you know it is a long journey one that's met with several challenges unique challenges that i think are particular to every individual or group's path. But you just have to be persistent and really go after it. In regards to what the future of AI is for the restaurant, you know, I think we're seeing sort of the future materialized before our own eyes in the sense of, you know, all the pressures that have been put on the labor and the workforce within the restaurant is sort of coming to a head. And, you know, we read what's on the news and with our friends and family, that the value proposition for you know the staff that's currently in the restaurant really needs to be reconsidered and whether that's just a wage issue or something else you know that's a much more sort of complicated discussion but naturally you know i think there is going to be a push towards higher levels of automation in order to really utilize that workforce that human based workforce in the best possible way and make sure that they have the best work experience and leveraged appropriately and that the more mundane tasks and repetitive tasks, you know, can potentially be automated through robotics or other AI based capabilities. That is absolutely what I think the future is. I don't think it's as far away as, you know, most of us probably thought a few years ago. I think that future will become very prominent here probably in the next five to seven years. Very well said.
0: On behalf of Atif Qureshi, founder and CEO of Vistri, my name is Jake Smith, and this has been another episode of Conversations in the Cloud, wherever you may be in the world. We wish you a good morning, good afternoon, and good night.